Hey, show up over here. That's a whole cybersecurity community from SNU and uh, NCL starting. So yeah, jump right on in. Yeah, we've had, I don't know, a couple come up, show up in the Cyber League on SNU Connect, with Terry posting about it now too. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of our respective employers and its employees or Southern New Hampshire University. Welcome to Off the Rails, an under-the-radar podcast with an informal discussion of InfoSec and STEM-related topics. I'm your host, Brandon Rickman. With me are my co-hosts, Matt, Gina, and Liam. Off the Rails is an informal educational look into the areas of InfoSec, cybersecurity, IT, and STEM from the perspective of three guys and a chick, with off-the-rail interviews, discussions, and new ideas. So sit down, strap in, and let's go for a ride. Terry's back back in action. Good deal. Good deal. I threw up a link for it, threw up the video, threw up a link to the podcast. We'll see what goes on from there. Yeah, I, I like that uh, that intro video you did. That was that was great. Have you have you got any feedback on it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so I, I did, I did. Calling for feedback. Matt Widener liked it. <laughs> Dude, that guy likes everything. I know. So it's mean- Took the words right out of my mouth. Thumbs up, thumbs up. I mean, what is that? Come on, man. Wait, that he only has two thumbs. How can he give three thumbs up? Toes. Well, <laughs> sometimes. Toes way, way up. So, on that note, welcome to the show. Glad to have you all back. Hey, I'm your host, Brandon Rickman. About With time. With me are my co-hosts, Matt, Gina, and Liam, over there in the corner. And isn't there Dark another guest. voice? Of- Nobody puts ghost in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too, Gina. I, I hear a different voice back there. Do we have that'll a guest today? No, that'll be the cat. Oof. Oh. Yeah, definitely the cat. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm more of a dog person myself. I have three standard poodles. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I'm not. They're fantastic dogs. They're the big ones, the big 50-pounders. Aren't they prissy? Oh, Not at all. Not the big ones. They're smart. Oh, yeah. They would rather be digging in dirt and crawling through our bushes than doing anything else. Nice. Well, I'm, pro- I'm probably going to butcher his name, but with us uh, as well as a guest today is Corey Hagum. That's right? perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. It's all those uh, years of pronouncing weird names. Threw it up. Yeah. Like a lot of weird pronunciations, believe it or not. So you nailed it, sir. We uh we were discussing just now about NCL and um how the cyber snoopers we we've like recruited an entire three teams. Isn't that right? Uh, yeah, that's probably about right. Seven, eight people, right? I haven't been counting officially, but there's been a well, lot of new people coming in. I think so. We also got a new professor as well. Corey, you you brought in your professor and like drug him in by like chains, didn't you? <laughs> well, he's the one that opened it up. Honestly, he has a, his own discord for all the classes that he teaches. So no, 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 he can't, he's not going to be encroaching in our, our, in our area here. No, no, no. <laughs> I got to say that's impressive though. No, that's it is. Impressive. 
Yeah, and he says it's a great way to contact him because he's more of a night owl himself. Right. And you can get on voice there. You can do back and forth with texting and sharing screenshots and whatever. It's much, much, much more interactive than I've ever had with any professor ever here at SNU. So I'm well, very impressed. And that's what – and just so everybody knows, we're, we're talking about our Cyber Snoopers Slack channel which we use a lot to, Hey, I'm, I'm up at midnight and I don't just, you know, this code's just not working or this, we'll this function, whatever I'm trying to work on. And does anybody know how to help? And so people are hopping in or they wake up a little bit earlier and they're like, yeah, here, this is what I have. And they help out and start helping questions and things like that. So it's really cool to see a professor of an online school have his entire channel set up because the, to be quite honest, the discussion, boards aren't that great yeah they're not very intuitive and you don't get a notification from no. either and you Unless can't you do uh, screen sharing nope screen sharing is imperative in some some situations for sure and you i'm pretty can. sure their interface is much 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 different than ours that's true well i did find out from the professor of my last class that when you submit something even if you submit it late it doesn't notify him. Even when you write the comments in there, it doesn't notify him that anything's been submitted. He has to go in and go to grade your stuff and go, oh, here it is. Wow. Yeah, I, I've, I've actually I've had uh, professors tell me that via email, that they, uh, they really appreciate having an email if you submit something late to let yep. them know that it's available for a review. So, so well, that's cool that... that uh, you got him in there, and he's actually interested now in NCL in the team at, here at SNU and getting all of us, you know, like helping out with Terry and which is Professor Wynn, and maybe maybe we have something kind of building. Yeah, that'd be really nice. Build that community up. So I love you guys, but it's good to have more people. You know, we got we need more cyber people. Absolutely, we need we need more. IT people in general, data science, uh, computer science, security is important in all of those disciplines, you know? Absolutely. Yep. Security touches everything. It's not just someone else's responsibility. So let's all discuss while we're here. NCL is starting. No, that's not why we're here, but NCL is starting. <laughs> uh, Gina, do you happen to have any of that info? not pulled up why would i be prepared like that that's true that's, that's obvious um, i do I mean, know that on. registration is open as of right now um national cyber league i know we keep saying ncl but national cyber league um put on through cyber skylines platform um so definitely it's a cybersecurity ctf type challenge uh, based on real world real world uh, scenarios. All uh, right. You want me to take over? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Fall season 2019 is now open for registration. Registration goes from August 26th, which was this previous Monday through October 10th for $35. That includes preseason, the individual game and the team game. Late registration runs October 11th through October 14th and is $45. So save 10 bucks and get in soon. Side note, if you want to join the professional NCL, they pay for two seasons of uh, the the fall season and the next spring season of the competition. And I believe that's, I think, $150 for the year uh, for 12 months. 
So and it is uh, so worth it. It is so worth it. Yeah, I can't wait till I have that money to do that. But in the meantime, Very much so worth it. Preseason game runs from October 14th through 21st, and uh, if you want to place in a bracket for competition, you have to take part in that. That's just an overall, um, they usually use previous uh, season's challenges uh, just to kind of give you an idea of, or give the, it places you in a bracket. Um, And then the individual game is November 1st through 3rd. That's uh, a weekend, and Friday usually starts at 1 p.m. Eastern time runs through is it 7 p.m sunday 6 p.m i forget the sunday cutoff eastern time um but the individual game is just you you can google you can search you can do whatever you need to do but you can't ask for help uh and then the team game runs november 15th through 17th um other dates november 4th through 13th the swag shop is open and tonight uh brandon and liam are both supporting their cyber skyline uh, people and wearing their swag and officially december 14th the fall season ends and the gym closes one thing that's not on here is when the gym opens but the gym usually opens long before the preseason game so right and the gym is a lot of um prior challenges as well. In the gym, you can ask questions on. I, did we determine the preseason game, you can't ask questions as well, I think, last year. Matt, do you remember? The uh, preseason game, you cannot ask questions even about gym challenges, if I remember correctly. So what we, that I think that's what we kind of came into. It trickled down to basically um, they they would not recommend asking about, like, if, like we were, you know, you have a problem in the individual game and you go over to the gym and you ask specifically of tips and tricks of how to do that problem and then move them over to the so yeah don't 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 discuss techniques or even software tools they they were they said yeah uh, during during the individual game they're in the team game free 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 brain do whatever you need to well within your team you can't well, go ask another team, but but yeah, you're right. Could, but why why would the team do that for you? Yeah, yeah, you, you'd be competing against yourself at that point. <laughs> like, hey guys, we'll give you the answers to one, two, and three if you'll give us five. That doesn't make sense. Start bartering. Unless, unless you give them wrong answers. <laughs> That's that could be fun. <laughs> Get that accuracy to drop. Never That's right. To make the That's trade. right. <laughs> and there's Liam. Um, <laughs> that'd be something he would do. Trolling like usual. So the other reason we're here tonight is um, our guest Corey. You just recently started a new position in the IT slash. Why don't you explain it? Uh, <laughs> well, it's uh, IT in a game studio. Uh, it I is. See. Id Software, which is uh, kind of co-owners of Bethesda, um, and we're under the umbrella of a company called Zenimax, and Zenimax kind of owns everything. Uh, but they do titles like Skyrim, Doom, Quake, Rage, some other ones uh, that are pretty big. And uh, now mm-hmm. I get to see how all that is done behind the scenes, but kind of keep the lights on for everyone writing those games. And um replacing hardware and whatever breaks and kind of, you know, just keeping things running. 
For those of you so, not in front of a video screen right now, uh, as we are recording, Brandon was extremely happy when Corey <laughs> mentioned Halo. I think it was Halo. No, no, no. Skyrim. No, Skyrim. <laughs> Bethesda is one of my favorite game companies since Morrowind, I think, is when I jumped in on them. You know, but, I was really shocked. I, I was in going through all my stuff when I was moving from Vegas to Dallas. And I found the original box that I bought Return to Castle Wolfenstein in. And I looked on that oh and I was like, huh, id Software. That's crazy that I work for them now. <laughs> wow. That is yes. so cool. Well, I, and the other cool part is, is Corey also moved to Dallas, Texas, my home state and location where I'm at. So now I have an online classmate slash NCL cyber snooper friend. Like right next door. I can't believe it. It's awesome. Yeah. Nice. So, so anyway, um, so what is your title? Like, what did you? Um, oh, did my headphones cut out? No, nope, you're still you're good. No, okay. Um, so my exact title for right now, uh, we had a little bit of a miscommunication with Zenimax, but they had to give me associate IT support specialist, and then. In the next 90 days, I'm going to get, a, I think, a promotion to full IT support specialist. <laughs> well, that works. I mean, yeah, they're restructuring. So ZeniMax as a company is growing right now. And they just purchased um, Bethesda, Austin, and one more I'm, I can't think of. I think there is something in Uppsala, which I forget which com um, country that's in, but Ooh. it's overseas. And... Um, they're just in a growth phase right now. So in kind of the restructuring of everything to kind of make everything match across all the companies, they have the associate level and then they have the full on other larger titles or whatever. Uh, so there's, if you're an associate, you're hourly. If you're a full title, you're salary. And so they wanted to go through that and have me get promoted or something. I'm not entirely sure, but that's why there's the distinction now. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense. So you started, started at one level and then after your 90 days get promoted up. So what was the application process like? Strenuous, very strenuous, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> um, when I was I mean, in I Vegas, was... go ahead. I was just saying, you obviously started with an application, like just a resume to the company, to the position, or? Well, funny enough, I actually applied to this company a few years ago, but I didn't have anywhere near the background or experience that I do now. And one really good thing I did have at the company, though, was kind of an in, but it was a network kind of thing. So this story actually starts probably almost 10 years ago when I started playing a game called Eve Online. And in meeting the people through that game, I know it's very infamous as a game, but... Uh, <laughs> gamers um, will know it. Yeah, gamers will know it, exactly. It's a very hardcore MMO for those who don't or haven't heard of it. But um, you're encouraged to kind of be your own thing and do your own thing in that game. And in doing those things, I met randomly this guy that i really got along with and we 
had a budding friendship. And eventually he came out to Los Angeles where I was living at the time for the E3, which is the Entertainment Electronic Expo out there. And we got to meet face to face. So I got to see his wife and his kid and uh, you know, hear everyone that I hear on comms all the time, but actually put a name to a face. And it just really helped solidify our friendship. And we kept playing games from then on. And we always kept in touch and always just kind of kept our friendship going. And when I had to move back to Vegas and I was getting my life back together after I was getting out of the visual effects industry, um, eventually he's like, hey, we're looking for someone in Dallas. Why don't you put your resume in? Uh, but, but now let's fast forward to where we were before that a couple of years ago, I didn't have the experience, but since then I've been getting my master's in IT with a focus in cybersecurity. I've been learning a lot about programming with Matt and you guys. Um, I've gotten my A plus. Uh, I went and got the Google certifications, which they helped and to kind of round out some knowledge. Um, but uh, definitely having that in then with him, kind of you know networking my way into the job pretty much uh, really gave me a leg up versus some other applicants that were applying for the same position. Um, so that whole process though was you put in your resume and they kind of go over it and mine got pulled out of the stack and put in front of the manager, uh, but they were looking for other people as well. So eventually they narrowed it down to three people and me and two other people. Uh, so we had our phone interviews first and the phone interviews lasted, well, mine lasted a good hour. It was an hour long. Um, they got really nitty gritty into, if you said you knew something, they went down the rabbit hole with you and to see how far wow. you knew it and how much, whether or not you would try and seem like you knew more than you did. You know, at what point do you get to so far down the rabbit hole where you're just, you don't know, you know? Great. Gotcha. So they're looking for that. I don't know. I'll get back to you instead of the, well, I know it. This is what it is. Hmm. Kind of thing. Let me just keep, let me just keep talking until it sounds like I know nothing about what I was just saying. Exactly. And some of those people on the call, it was the whole department. Um, so there was eight different people listening in on the phone call and then you. And you're not made aware of this. I was only made aware of this because I was also getting texts from my friend in the room. <laughs> He's like, hey, the, the director of computer visuals said that that's not how that works. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, exactly. So he didn't give me the answers. It was still right. up to me to, you know, actually present myself in a <laughs> decent way to have these, you know, people like me in a sense and then right. like my knowledge and the things I'd bring to the table. Um, but then also kind of knowing what I was getting into really helped me network my way through him into the job. Um, sure. But it didn't end there. So... After the phone stressful interview. so far. <laughs> oh, gosh, it is. Exactly. So, uh, so after the phone interview, they make you wait until they're ready to let you know. So there's like, oh, we'll get back to you. Oh. 
if there are other stats. I was like, okay, fine, like whatever. <laughs> Might as well start applying to other places. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, but, you know, like, like I said, it really helped to have the network in right. to say, yes, that went really well, or we're looking at this or whatever. Um, you know, I ha- I've always had this back end with him to kind of allay my fears and my anxiety about this position, which really, really, really helps. Uh, Like I can't emphasize enough networking because I don't have the crazy strong knowledge, but I feel like I do have a good personality and that I can bring an eagerness to the table. Um, So I'm very teachable, you know, and I know when to be quiet and I know when to say, I don't know something and just kind of roll with it. And that's hard to to get to in a place as a person is to be able to say, "Hey, I'm I'm not comfortable with this, or I don't know this enough. Let me let me do some research and get back with you." And then more people will respect that and go, "All right." Well. And then, but I mean, you actually have to come back with something. But still, being able it's to extremely admit tough. That. Yeah, um, and I have a conclusion to that thought uh, here at the end of everything. Um, after we'll get through the actual sitting down in person interview, which is way more stressful than the phone interview. (laughs) (laughs) So eventually they let me know that they want me to come out to the studio and they paid for my airline. They paid for my hotel. They paid for transportation to and from the airport and to and from the studio like everything about this trip was taken care of down so at, to the meals. So, so at this point, you know, they're interested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it, you know, you feel wooed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that's um, true. Yeah. So they're putting their best foot forward. And so then you have to as well. And now, now what kind of vehicle though was it? Was it like a Ford Focus? <laughs> or <laughs> Uh, or was no, it, did they did they make you take Dart, which is the yeah. Dallas Area Rapid Transit, or did they actually send an Uber driver over? <laughs> you know those people that stand in the suits and hold up signs for people's names in the airports. I've always wanted one. I've always wanted someone, just a random person, holding my name on a sign, like, "Hey, I know you're not here for me, but." But it was for me. I wasn't the random person. It was actually for me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. So that's pretty cool. It was a full-on limousine. Nice. And they, they took you to and from. And it was it was a separate service from the studio as well, uh, which is something else to come back to because that's important. But, um, so yeah, they, they pay for everything the whole weekend or how, like a couple of days for you to, to come by because uh, well, it's not on a weekend. They don't work weekends, so I had to do it during the week. Um, but, yeah, they, they pay everything for those couple of days. And then you come in for the interview, and then you go, and then in a couple of weeks later, you know whether or not. But um, for me, um, I was given the afternoon interview, and then there was another person that was during the morning. And I got in pretty late. I finally got to the hotel at about 1.30 in the morning and oh, went wow. to go lay down to sleep, and I couldn't sleep, you know, I I, I just, I was, I couldn't. I completely understand that. Like, even though I had worked that morning 
got on a plane an hour and a half after work, flown out, taken um, about 45 minutes to get from the airport to the hotel on top of having a two hour flight delay. I was, I was, I was haggard. Um, but then I was wired as well because I was really excited for the position and, um, Haggard Hagem. <laughs> nice to meet See, you. If he would, if he would have came down the the elevator or the escalators at Dallas Fort Worth or Love Field, and there would have been no one there, he'd be like, "Oh man, this kind of." But he came down and he saw that guy standing there with that sign, and he went, "I love this position. This is going to be a great gig." <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like. They actually show that they care about you, you know. Pumped out your <laughs> chest a little. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hold my back. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make the guy do that, you know. No, I, I literally would have, like, I just always wanted to say that here, I got it. Trust me. <laughs> I know my place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but um, that so morning, I wanted to go look at some apartments. Um, so I, I set an alarm, woke up, and had a really relaxing morning. Went and saw the apartments, had some food. Uh, and then I, I had some time to come back to the hotel, study for a little bit for what I was getting into. Because uh, he had also sent me some additional material saying kind of how the first interview of that morning went. And don't the do guy... This. Yeah, don't do this. Know this. Know the difference between this, 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 and this. And um, so, you know, he's helping me out as much as he can. But again, it's up to me to actually say the things, do the things, perform, you know, come right. across as a put together human being instead of the kid that's jumping up and down, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Which is easy to do when you're walking into mm-hmm. software, I can imagine. Yeah, I guess it's kind of good that. I didn't know they had done Return to Castle Wolfenstein until much later. (laughs) Well, that's, yeah. Yeah, until I'm walking in the studio and I'm seeing all these Wolfenstein pictures everywhere of like art canvases that are like six feet long, three feet high across all the hallways. And I'm going, oh, (laughs) you know. It's this company. It's it's these guys. It's not just Skyrim. Uh, that's cool that they they love that game as much as I do. I wonder yeah. I should ask him about that. <laughs> yes and no. You know, you, you got to play it cool. Be like, oh yeah, that's a neat prop. Like that's really great. To <laughs> like, like you know that whole ten foot statue that's hanging from the ceiling in this oh, stairwell. Jump. Yeah, Did you get that from eBay. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> things you don't say. Right, right, right. <laughs> but. Um, so yeah, I, I came in the afternoon and uh, found out that they had to cut short the first person's interview because he didn't bump back his driver. And because it's a separate service, they get in contact with you on your cell phone and they ask you, do you want to be called or texted or whatever? And with each pickup, they also send you a confirmation text saying, if there's any issues or things that need to be changed, let us know. So where that came into play the first time was my flight being delayed by two hours. I didn't want to be walking down the escalator to have no one there, just like Brandon was just talking about. (laughs) Yeah. So I pushed back the pickup time. And in that 
same kind of thought. I was like, well, if my interview is at 12 or whatever, and then I know kind of how the interview is structured because of how my colleague has been telling me how it goes, like when they're picking me up is it's too soon. I need to leave later. So I pushed back my pickup time from the studio. The other individual did not. And they had to cut short his interview because his ride was there to take him back to the airport. Oh, oh. ouch. Oh, no. Yes, exactly. So I wanted to give myself the best possible outcome, hopefully. And so I took that over that portion and definitely pushed it back by a couple hours as well because I wanted a postmortem with my colleague. He and I were going to go out and have dinner afterward and kind of talk about how things went and, uh, you know, just get it the anxiety out of my system kind of thing until I could hear how the interview went. Now the actual interview itself, they have it in their main conference room. That's like their prettiest conference room right out from the lobby that has all these statues of like doom Marine and like a a couple of other monsters or whatever, (laughs) along with all these props and their awards and, you know, it's all this glitz and glamor. You know nice. what I mean? nice. And they put you in this conference room that's on the seventh story that looks over all of Dallas kind of thing, or all of Richardson, really, because <laughs> you can't see downtown. That's on the other side of the building. But uh, it's a gorgeous conference room. And then it is nine people and me. Whoa. <laughs> that's intimidating as well. Yeah. And, the, you know, they make you sit um, on one side and pretty much they're surrounding you on all the other sides. You know, they don't sit on your side. They're on the other sides, but everyone is around you kind of thing. And they don't sit in hierarchical value either. So the person sitting across from me was not the most ranking person in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Wild. Yeah. So when they went around and introduced themselves, you kind of got a picture of like, Oh, when I'm talking about one thing or I get addressed one way, face that person but let everyone else know as well, you know, kind of don't get into that mindset of only look forward, address the person in front of you. Don't look around, you know, look around because there are other people that want to hear you. You picked picked up on more social cues than I would have. I got (laughs) to (laughs) say, yeah, definitely. I don't know that I would have, would have come to that conclusion sitting in that seat. I would have been just totally petrified (laughs) out of my mind so like you're thrown to the wolves. Can... Yes, yes. So it, it's great to hear you talk about this. This is awesome. Well, one thing and, that really helped, though, was like, you know, knowing or going in there, knowing someone in the room has confidence in you. Right. Yeah, that, that does help. It helps yeah. relieve some of that stress, too. What, yeah. what I was going to bring up is, and, and on this point, and since that's kind of what we're talking is how to go about these, this is your story, but that... Interview techniques, I, ca- I kind of get an insight on this because I have to interview everybody daily. But um, I've been through two boards similar to that. Actually, I've been through a lot more than that. But yeah. you you have to, like, yes, this person asked, so they're your main person to respond to. Whether they know the most about that topic or not, they're, it's kind of like talking to several different people. That's the person who asks. So you give them the props, but at the same time, you don't want to leave everyone else out. So you kind of want to figure out a way, not in a rudimentary, like, all right, two seconds to the guy on my left, two seconds to the guy on his right, two seconds to get, you know, 
but you want to like give them like as you're talking about a topic, you know, maybe focus on one a little bit longer and then move back over to this side. Of the, so you're talking to all of the people at once, but then the person who asked the question is who you start and who you end with, because it's kind of like you're, I accept the answer. I understand. I've thought about it. Here's my part of my response. Let's tell the whole room. And then does that suit you? Yep. So, yep. It, that's, that's put very perfectly. Yeah. And it's a very hard task to think about because your nervous is everything. You're sweating. Your palms are sweating. You, I remember one time my hands were sitting on the desk and I was trying not to. And I happened to look down at him and I realized that my knuckles are actually like my fingertips are white because I've been pressing on the table the whole time. <laughs> and, yep. and, I, and then that made me even more freaked out because I'm thinking everybody sees this. So now I like put my hands in my lap and now I can't make it look obvious. So like I have to shift my chair and kind of sit up, but make it look like I just, you know, and so, sir. And I mean, it's just. <laughs> yeah, there's so now, many now, little. Like no, social ahead. things, yeah. That you just yeah. you, know, you 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 behave that when you're anxious, when you the little yeah. behaviors that you have, um, and practicing really helps get all those kind of social cues to the surface, so you can know that you do it, and then how to recover from it. And one of the things Recover. that really really helped me with that was the SNU Career Center. Uh, one of the ladies in there, I was referred to by my old advisor before she left SNU. Um, her name is Tori. I don't remember her last name, but I can go to my email and, and get it for the show. But she is one of the best career people at SNU. And she sent me a ton of material on questions to ask during the interview, questions to ask after the interview. Um, she restructured my resume entirely. Um helps just everything she crashed she helped craft what i gave id software and then all the material that uh, not all the material but a lot of the material that i brought with me like i had a little notebook with me that i wrote down all the questions i wanted to ask people that were in the interview um, and from material that she gave me that i think really helped sell myself um, because kind of fast forwarding here a month after this interview, I've actually gotten to sit in on some interviews for my wow. department. Wow. And that helps. That it, helps. It blew my mind. And yep. several of the people, like this is why they do what they do, I think. And both of the, the people that we interviewed, both of them had this confidence of, I know it listen to me, what I say is correct, and that's the final word. And that was one of the biggest things that my friend told me not to do is when you get to something you don't know, say you don't know it, and that you will follow up and you'll find out the answer, but you don't know it yet. That, that is, is powerful. Yes, yeah. extremely. So it was very interesting to see those people go through that and then kind of fall into that trap and go, Oh my gosh, like that's something you just can't do when, cause yeah. one of the, or, yeah, one of the guys that uh, works at id, um, his name is Tiago. Oh, and again, I'm being very forgetful with last names, but he is one of the people that Google goes to when they have a problem. 
wow. kind of thing. Yeah, he is a genius, but dresses like a homeless person. And <laughs> if you go and present yourself to him, um, I, I, I hate to use this example, but this is exactly what happened in the interview, was if you go to this individual and the question that they have is in a wide open field that is five miles, let's just pretend five miles in diameter is five gigahertz better or 2.4 gigahertz when you're constructing a Wi-Fi network and you say, oh, five gigahertz is better in that area and you're confident about it, they're going to rip you apart and they're going to have the department look bad because you stood up to them and told them confidently an incorrect answer. Wow. <laughs> so again, it's, you have to balance a lot of those social things with the technical knowledge and know when you don't know enough. That's great advice. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's it's, it's like, it's being humble. You, you yes. know a lot, you've learned this stuff, you've went through these classes, but it always, I always used to say, and this goes really well in the government, and I'm sure Liam can probably attest to this, but it's not what you know gets you the job or gets you in the door. Who you know gets you the job. And, and I don't mean that as in you have to know someone. That, who you know puts you to that name, that next little step above the other people that all look the same as you on paper. You've got to have that one little... Okay. Either if it, it's a cover letter, sometimes a cover letter can do it to people. Sometimes it's, wow, did you see what this, like, this is pretty cool. Like this person's got this and this, I'm, I just want to get them in here to find out if they know what they're talking about. Sometimes or, though, it's, it's just, it's just who, you know, pointing you in the right direction for a job. Or yes. that they know someone at that company that they are looking for this and they know that you have that. And then, off, off you go. Go over there and succeed. Yep. yep. That's why. To, yeah, Corey, Corey's point. Somebody's there. There's always there, there's going to come a time. Somebody's going to ask you to make something happen that you don't know how you're going to get it done. <laughs> and that's the time to say, I don't know, but I'm going to find out. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> If I knew, we'd already have the job, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Or you'd be the, or you'd made the job, right? Yep. Yep. So exactly. And I can't emphasize enough uh, the networking aspect. Um, now I, I kind of get to laugh at anyone that says playing video games will never help you in life. Well, it helped me get a job. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Please don't tell my son that. <laughs> I know. Oh my out of all this is I need to play more MMOs. <laughs> there are surprisingly a lot of people that play, um, or that are IT people that play Eve Online. So I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> I, I will say that uh, when I guess right before Skyrim came out, me and my buddies we used to play. Morrowind, we used to play um, a lot of Bethesda's stuff, plus we did uh, Halo and Call of Duty and all that, but we always wanted 
to play open world Skyrim, Morrowind, any Elder Scrolls, but with each other. Like everybody could be able to hop in and we could just go. And then they started talking about, you know, online about, I don't know, it was probably four or five years later. And then I haven't been back in. And I don't know. Hopefully it's better now. Yeah, hopefully. Um, but yeah, so the rest of the interview process, though, was each person was given a copy of my resume and they could ask anything from it. You know, any that's another thing I, I want to emphasize is anything you put on your resume, at least at our company anyway, is fair game. So if you say something is a core competency and you're really good at it, or you put it on there as something that you're knowledgeable about, the VP will sit there and go down the rabbit hole. He he is one of the people that <laughs> is so, 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 so smart about everything IT that you can't say oh yeah, I know the OSI model. And then he asks you what layer one is and you say TCP IP. Nope, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. You're wrong. <laughs> you know? Um, so, one is, please. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, they go down the rabbit hole with you again. And then you get to that point of, I don't know, or how far are you going to push your luck? kind of thing because one of the things he focused on with me was i put on there that i knew cali linux and he's like oh really <laughs> and he's like if i wanted to do if i had a file uh this is burned into my head because this is kind of how he and i bonded was nice. uh, like he's like if i have a file and you want to do something with it and you can't and you can't figure out why uh, but it's my file what what do you do and i was like well, first, you'd probably um, see if the ownership <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Being that's why it was written. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but I, I went more basic level with it. Was it, uh, yeah, I'd look at Chamad, seeing who owns it, changing the ownership, if that's who's it. And he goes, okay, hold on. You say use Chamad. What is that? Ooh. And if I wanted to... What, what does each level mean of Chamad? Oh, God. I, uh, <laughs> well, I just failed. I don't know. I'm going to have to come back with you. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't even know what he means by level because I didn't. I, I just know that it separates, you know, root and all that, if that's what he's talking about. But he, okay, so if I wanted to um, only me be able to do anything with a file, but I just want other people to read it. Oh, what, okay. What it, like, like stuff like that. He's like, what, yeah. what, what, what okay. that or whatever. Um, but then Chone as well, he brought Chone up uh-huh. and you know, how would you figure out what was up with that? And like, I, you know, and I, I went down the rabbit hole with him quite a bit. And then I got to a point where I was like, you know, I don't remember the user and uh, the group and then how to change them. But I know that that's the two things, the two columns that you're looking at when you open up doing an LS dash L and he's like, okay, hold on. What is LS dash L? Yeah. So then I was like, okay, well I got to specify actually because I use LS dash ALF and he's like, okay, well tell me what that means. (laughs) 
So, you know, he'll sit there and he'll poke at every single thing that you say to see how far <coughs> your knowledge how goes. Knowledgeable. Yeah. yeah, how knowledgeable you are. Oh, yeah, he's great. His name's Steve Bloom. He's the VP of technology at uh, Zenimax and is easily one of the smartest people I've ever met. Well, I can tell him you're on this podcast so you can listen to us all. He <laughs> <laughs> would actually love it. I'm sure um, he might even even would want to be one of your guests because he's just that. We would guy. love to have. Oh, him. we would love that. That would, be, that would awesome. be amazing. It's kind of rare that he comes out to Dallas, um, but we're, we are going to be having another round of interviews at some point because we have to hire someone else. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll throw that out there and see what he says. Oh, that's sweet. That'd, that'd be like wonderful. Him, honestly, okay, um, it, it would. It just shows and. Again, this is kind of why we all started this, but how do you get from the knowledge that we learn every eight weeks or every term or every 10 weeks to actually putting it into play that you can get through the door and know more than you think you actually do? Like, I mean, there's like what you just showed me. I don't know. I didn't know there were levels, but I knew what you were talking about when you talked about read, write. And so I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. IT is one of those fields or, well, computers is one of those fields. If you're in that field, you know everything about that field should, or at least you try to. And so you may call nomenclature something different or what it actually should be, where if you're on the outside and you go, I know a little bit about that and I understand that, you never catch all of that. And so you're, you're stand, standing there going, well, I know that. And then they say, well, no, actually, there's this, 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 you know, you're like, oh, oh, great. <laughs> yeah. 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 What I'm hearing you say, Corey, is uh, be prepared to back up whatever you put on your resume, basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Don't yeah. Don't BS <laughs> at all. Because when you're applying for a company such as this one, you know, it's a top tier company. They're not going to hire just anyone who can throw together a couple of buzzwords. You know, so they, they want to hire people that um, really know their stuff or appear to know their stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, and, and that's something you have to keep in mind as well, that you don't know who's sitting across the table from you. That's true. That any one of those people in that room can chime up at any point. In fact, they're encouraged to, if you say something, to be like, oh, wait a minute. Okay, wait, what? What did you just say? And then have you explain it? And if you can explain it, because um, a few of the times it was brought up during my interview was one of the systems administrators and then the IT manager, they used to work for MSPs, which are managed service providers for anyone listening. And those are people that are basically hired to manage a service for another company. So a company would call them, they would have to solve the problem remotely. And at my last job, I kind of had a guy that was, he wasn't an MSP, but he was their contractor kind of thing. And he really held a lot of the keys of the kingdom and wouldn't give me the access to the tools that I needed to solve certain problems or figure out certain things. I would absolutely have to call this person to do things on the servers or figure out something with the firewall or see if the backups actually worked or, you know, fill in the blank of these higher level 
IT things that he did not let me do. Um, and they, being in that position of having frustrated people call them, they wanted to know how I handled that social interaction to overcome the obstacles but still win in the end. So like even the social skills, they, they go after that. <laughs> well, and I was I was gonna say what you're kind of what you're talking about even there too, that 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 challenging you, are you maybe they're challenging you too, just to see that you can back it up and see how you react. What do you mean? How do I know that? You know, that kind of thing. Are you are you defensive or do you openly accept criticism and see you know so it's some of those kind of social things that they they're trying to play off in the interview too is to see how you work with a team of people yes precisely because uh, this is a very 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 team or environment absolutely no one is given kind of one specific thing and saying that you can't do anything with this particular focus like this person only does networks this person only does databases. This person only does help desk or whatever. Everyone's encouraged to do a little bit of everything, but have the specialties of if this person does databases, sure, they do the databases, but they'd be more than happy to help you with something else that they might have knowledge about. You know, it's, it's extremely collaborative because some of the other properties, um, the director just came back from one of the other studios and one of the departments from the other studio had taken an entire half of another department and incorporated it into theirs and said, Oh, too bad. So sad kind of thing and created a lot of animosity between the two teams. That's simply unacceptable kind of thing. So he very much encourages, even though you're not sitting in the same physical office, you're still part of the same department. So, yeah, just, just like cool. you said. That's yeah. Cool. But, um, so yeah, everyone's kind of firing questions at me and seeing how I react and all that. Um, at the very end of it, though, they relax a little bit, and you have to, at least this is the way this particular studio does it anyway, is you have to rebuild an entire PC solve hardware and software problems all while they're not only badgering each other but asking you questions too <laughs> oh, wow. wow so then it's like okay well you know tell me about your personal life kind of thing and one of the things i bonded with on the vp and the director was uh my dad his first car was a 1964 stingray corvette and the VP loves Corvettes. And then my first car was a, an older 1985 Porsche 944. And the director has a 911 Turbo. And he loves yes. Porsches. So yes. it was very easy to be like, hey, I love this car. And I love this car. And then they were asking about, at one point, one of the past companies I've worked for is called Exotics Racing. And they're you can race exotic cars and push them as far as you want and slam down the accelerator. And, you know, they have a little course, a little road course that you do. And so during the interview, the director goes, okay, I, I got to ask. And this is before I knew anything about his preferences. You know, this is the first time I'm meeting the guy and he goes, 
what was your favorite uh, car to drive at Exotics? It gives me kind of one of those looks like you better get the right answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, it's you like know, telling and, a, a Chevy guy that you like Ford and he's like, well, never mind that, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, well, that that yeah. guy's done. <laughs> you know. But uh, you know, I I've driven McLaren's, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, you name it, but the ones that are bulletproof never break are the Porsches. So I was like, I loved the GT3. And then everyone starts laughing and he looks over to my buddy and goes, how much did you coach him? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I swear to God. And then like I told my backstory of, you know, the car family kind of thing. And then the VP chimes in. He's like, wait, a Corvette? (laughs) Yes. I guess he's like, two out of yeah. nine, we're doing great. Well, three out of nine, we're doing great. Well, um, one of the sysadmins who was, he kind of was kind of pinging me with a lot of questions too. He was wearing a Cones of Dunshire shirt. And I really like Parks and Rec. And Cones of Dunshire is one of the games that one of the characters inside that supposedly came up with. And so when I was like, at that point when things were kind of relaxed and I was like, man, I love your shirt. I love that show. He goes, Oh my gosh, you were the first person to notice. <laughs> I was wow. like, Oh yes. Another win. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. You start yeah, doing but, statistics like that and you start going, well, all right, I'm getting to 50%. Like, and then, you know, and then there's uh, my buddy as well. And so there's another tick off on that oh, list. Yep. Absolutely. But, um, so I'm given this giant PC and the only thing that's left in it is the motherboard, the CPU and the power supply. Everything else is unplugged and taken out. And I'm given four different kinds of Ram, five different video cards, an M.2 drive, which I've never installed before. And a little NVMe. You guys know what that is? M.2. Yeah. Um, So, it's a for those who don't know the little m.2 drive is about the size of your thumb and it's a pcie connection that's directly on the motherboard and the throughput on it is like four gigabits per second rather than the sata which is like 600 six yeah, yeah. wow yeah 600 uh megabytes instead of gigabytes and so the throughput on it is fantastic and they install the M.2 drives on a lot of their machines uh, to put the OS on and whatever to have it boot up extremely quickly and it's very snappy response and it's practically right next to the processor. So the physical distance that the instructions are traveling is even smaller than from wow. a solid state drive SATA cable through to the motherboard. You know, like, so it, it's just it has all these advantages. Uh, they've been on laptops for quite a while, but it's been somewhat recently that it's finally gone onto desktops but um, it's really cool technology so i've never installed one before though and it's literally the size of your thumb and the screw is i I can't even think of something that's small enough to convey how absolutely itty bitty this thing is but it's it's like millimeters across and here i am i'm like still amped up from the interview having all this adrenaline go through me and I, i get this little screw out and my my arm and my hand are like shaking trying to put this thing in there and i drop it like 15 freaking times i can imagine yeah (laughs) you know and so i'm trying to and and you have to hold down the drive with your 
uh, one hand, put in the screw with the other, and then with your third hand, you got to screw the whole thing in. <laughs> you don't have three hands. <laughs> so then it becomes a, a trick of, you know, how do you hold down the M.2 drive into its slot? Because just for whatever design reason, when you first stick it in there, it... It's it, spring-loaded, right? It, yeah, it's kind of spring-loaded a little yeah. bit. So you got to hold that down, and then you have to put the screw in, and that holds the whole thing together. But it, it took me, a, like, literally probably like 10 different tries to actually get that little tiny screw in because that has to go in first because the video card goes right next to it and then you can't get to it. Wow. So they gave you a physical hardware test. Yes. In addition to the interview. Yes. And I'm guessing that it had to be up and running and functioning. Up and running and functioning in a reasonable amount of time. What was okay? I won't ask that. That's probably a, yeah. We're, that's probably too much detail. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's, that's incredible. That's but yeah, incredible. so you, you had to assemble everything. You had to plug in all the wires because all the wires were unplugged, and you had to plug them into the correct plugs and everything, and install the right hard drive, install the right video card, and you had to justify every single choice when you got mm-hmm. it running. Mm, yeah, and even when you got it running, it wasn't running because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they flipped something or yeah. Yeah, so they they went inside uh, the OS and the BIOS and changed some stuff so it would not boot up, so it would not behave correctly, and then wow. they wanted to see how good your troubleshooting skills were on oh, top wow. of them asking you all these questions. Oh, how are God. you okay. still alive? Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> Literally, I want to know. Statistically, how many people, when they get to that point, like throw that computer across the damn thing and say, "I quit," and walk out? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, I was given one of the toughest interviews, though, and probably <laughs> rightly so because I was, yeah. I, I knew Inside. my colleague. Yeah. I, yeah, I can understand that. Your your experience is way, way, way more difficult than than what I experienced. I gotta say, that that's just incredible. I'm duly impressed <laughs> that you survived it for sure oh, yeah it, it was very very intense i gotta say but um i got through it all got totally the offer and here i am oh totally worth go. it these last two weeks have been absolutely uh freaking amazing uh, <laughs> so, like, everything i've wanted to do is encouraged there's no holding me back there's no that's um, awesome you know, it's just, yeah, keep going. Yeah, keep learning. Yeah, this is fun. Like, go help this person. Do this, do that. Like, and it's it's all fun. Like, my days fly by. That's awesome. And that's what you want in your job, right? Yes. Yep. Something that's fun. Exactly. You can throw yourself into and not feel like work. Exactly. And I, I, like I was telling Matt kind of before the show, uh, there have been some technical problems that I've run into that I feel like could be solved with the tools and knowledge that I've learned from you guys. And I've been able to kind of implement a few of those things uh, as Brandon there dances again. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know, you have goes, something to offer kinda, that kinda, they wouldn't have had. Kind of goes back to the networking thing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's, building your tools and the tools aren't always physical. You know what I mean? So Corey, do you, do you need an admin? Because at this point (laughs) I feel way not prepared enough to even try to get into it at this point. 
<laughs> we actually have a girl for that, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but they're actually, I was um, looking at the job postings not too long ago, and um, oh, I thought we had one that was up for a little while. Well, there was, um, but not anymore. I'm sorry. Oops. But day late, um, dollar short, like usual. No, no, don't think of that at all. Um, you, I'm not going to say you don't need a lot of IT knowledge. You, you really do. But it, it's the attitude you bring to the table of are you teachable? Because you can teach hard skills. You, you know, I They can teach me how to run a program. They can teach me how, what buttons to click. But what you can't teach is the social interaction of taking someone who's extremely frustrated talking them down, knowing that they're a producer and they're under all this stress and then get them to where they need to be. You know, it's those soft skills that you can't teach. That you can't tell someone, oh, don't say that to that person. You're going to get this response kind of thing. You know, it, it's those soft skills that become much more important um, than hard skills. Well, then, and also, like you said, you knowing or you having this other side of the security thing, but you start seeing some other technical things. If they didn't hire you, they may not have had that. Or even if the person knew that same stuff, they may not have thought that like you did. And so as that goes along, if that progresses, you may end up saving the company from whatever. And they're going, well, I'm glad we, we hired Corey. I mean, yeah, so. I mean, and don't discount at all any of the Linux knowledge that we get here. There are a few servers um, that like people just don't know a lot about because it's Linux. And I was called on just this week to go, Corey, you know about Linux. Let's sit here and work on this server. Okay. <laughs> you know, um, so just kind of all the knowledge that we've gotten doing the NCL kind of stuff that how to navigate Linux, how to call out lists and how to parse through those lists, commands to use things to look for. Um, what a lot of the navigating and a lot of kind of softer stuff of getting through Linux um, that you pick up in the NCL became extremely important. And not just because I had this background in visual effects where all I use is Linux, but you know, I hadn't thought about that for, let me think, at least five or six years that I had not touched Linux between my last career and then the NCL. And that's a lot of time to lose a lot of knowledge. And, <laughs> and I had lost a lot of that knowledge, but being in the NCL with the log analysis stuff, I was like, oh my gosh, all this stuff is coming back to me. And then when they look and go, I don't know what these logs are saying and how to parse through them. <laughs> and I'm going, oh my gosh, this is literally what we do for a challenge for fun. You know, then it becomes, <laughs> right? I know this for fun here. Let me just knock it out really quick. And then they're, they're like, that took you two seconds would have taken us <laughs> a day, you know? So the first yes. thing that would have went through my head was Liam, I would have just probably blurted out, ah, we'll just chainsaw it up. <laughs> I like yes. the plan. Yes. <laughs> um, well, that's awesome. Uh, 
uh, I'm I'm happy for you. I'm glad that you uh, you got into you know where you're headed and you're. What did you get your bachelor's in? <laughs> a bachelor's of fine arts with a concentration in graphic design. That sounds <laughs> appropriate. That sounds perfect. <laughs> it, it played much more into my visual effects career than it did gotcha. um, this one, and that's something that I actually had to fight against when I was in this interview process was when they looked at my background and saw that I was a lighting technical director and I was essentially one of their artists, but I wanted to come over to the technical side in their eyes. They're like, are you just using this as a stepping stone to go backward, not backward, but back to the art side. And personally for me, that's a hard, no, it's a hard pass. Uh, I'm not going to dive into my, personal philosophy as to why I don't want to go back there, but just that's not what I wanted to do. So I had to defend my position with that in the interview because of my past, but then also make it a strength because it was still highly technical of what I was doing. Well, it's a a whole nother area that maybe another IT person that is really good with, you know, magic fingers on getting the computer system to running would never, you know, maybe they can't talk to one of the graphic designers that, that is that, you know, very eccentric, very artistic, doesn't, you know, yes, they have to use computers, but they truly hate it and would rather go back to, you know, you can kind of bridge that gap between. So and, I, w- and, I wouldn't discount it. And it actually, that exact thing came up today. Um, I was, uh, in one of the offices, I had to reconfigure one of the workstations, and one of the artists brought up something, and I knew exactly what he was talking about because of my visual effects career, and he didn't have to explain it to me. I explained it back to him, and he was like, oh, wait, you get what? it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wait, what? <laughs> exactly. And like some of the softwares that, uh, that they use at id were the exact same softwares that we use in visual effects. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I already know how that works on the back end um, to help this person on the front end kind of thing. So that was a very big um, kind of wake me up kind of moment today. And then even the, again, the networking aspect of that same person was like, well, how do you know about this? And I was like, well, I used to work in visual effects. Oh, where'd you work? The guy in the next office, we worked on the same stuff. So at the same oh, at the wow. same time. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. it's a small and you world. Think too, if it turns out that um like that, you know, he they need specific support, they may put in a ticket, but they may put in their Corey. Send Corey. Yep. You know, like and yeah. when that happens, you don't become that last name on the low end of the totem pole where we start looking at money and go, well, he's first in last out. Uh, Corey gets like 10 tickets specifically directed to him. There's a reason for that. So you make a name for yourself. Yeah. Nothing wrong in that. Exactly. You know, I think a bad rap that a lot of it people get is they have this, kind of aloofness of they know everything and they, they, they yeah. kind of play God a little bit. Uh, you, you can't go into that anywhere uh, with that attitude that will come and bite you in the butt more than yeah. it'll help you kind of thing. So yes, it's, you bring up a very valid point. Well, I'm, I'm, ex- 
I'm excited for you, man. I'm glad that you, for one, moved to Texas because it's the best state in the United States. <laughs> and we're not that far away from each other. I gotta say, like, <laughs> no, I literally, cool. literally used to work in Dallas. I work right down the high, the tollway from you. I mean, like, I drive. If I have to take someone to, actually, if I so have, have guys, to take someone, have you guys met up yet? Not yet. No, if no, I have no. to take someone for <laughs> mental health reasons it's actually in richardson probably right around from your business that's awesome so i'm actually trying to picture which when you said that i was picturing which building in richardson was tall enough to be seven or more floors and look away from and to downtown so yep you you probably drive by it it's right off uh right off the freeway there so well yeah, thanks man. Corey, for stopping in and and sharing your story with us I mean, does, does anyone have any other questions? Did I answer everything? I, I'm, I'm... Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Gina, Liam, have any other questions? Brandon? I'm an open I mean, book. We, we can but always... Have... We're talking about id, when's the next Beavis and Butthead mod coming out? <laughs> <laughs> I had That's crazy for the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, next time, we always do. Rails. I mean, we... That's right. <laughs> We're good at that. <laughs> of course, we have the website off the rails pod.github.io for any other questions. You can direct them. We can get them to over to Corey and he can answer them. Um, Corey, I want to thank you for coming in. I appreciate you coming on the show and talking with us. Um, thank really you so much for having me. You guys are awesome. Thank you, Corey. It's, no, I didn't have any questions, but I learned a lot. Took a lot in. I think he answered I, anything I could think of. I don't know what I'd have to teach, but I'll take your word for it, sir. <laughs> you, you have a lot to teach for, for those of us who, who haven't been through the IT interview process and application process. And uh, just, just really thank you for stopping by and sharing your story. Yes, I'm glad to help because it was very, very hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm happy for you. Thank you, everyone. I'm it's been a long road. It's been a hard road to get here, and I'm really happy it paid off. Yeah, very excellent. Yeah, we're happy well, too. Additionally, I want to thank my co-hosts, Gina, Matt, Liam, for being here. I know we've had some issues lately trying to get some shows out, but we're going to try and push out some more shows quicker, um, get some more interviews. If y'all have anything that Y'all want to hear us talk about any industries that y'all want us to try and reach out to and get some interviews? Let us know. Um, hit us up on the website. Hit us up in Slack, um, Facebook, Twitter. Yeah, you guys are awesome. Well, Keep this up. These are these are so awesome. I can't say enough. It's so cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Well deserved. All right. Well, thank you guys for all being here. We'll see y'all next week. Thanks for having me. Yep. Good night, everybody. Good night. Night. night.